What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 112 of Beef's Beef. Uh, here with my capadre, BJ. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. A little early for that because oh. you would have had to said happy birthday to me first since my birthday is a week before Christmas. Uh, I thought you mentioned we were skipping that this year. No, you don't skip birthdays. I would if we could. I mean, it's I the only know. day that I get to say, like, hey, bro, it's my day. Yeah, you do take full advantage of those perks. Absolutely, you got to. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't tell you, you, you don't take enough advantage of it. No, mine's at a tough time of the year. It's cold outside. Nobody wants to do anything. Mine's in the middle of December. It's also cold outside. And it's a week before Christmas. We've gotten together. How many years in a row have we gotten together for your birthday? I mean, the last. Probably since we've hung out. I mean, it's yeah. been a while. Four years, maybe. No, we've been hanging out longer than that. No, I mean, no, no, but I'm saying the last four years consistently. Oh, I, re yeah. I remember exactly what we did. Last year was my personal favorite. We got some indies. We went over to... Smitty's. Yeah. I couldn't remember yeah. if it was Smitty's or Jeremy's, but uh, went to Smitty's and everybody kind of hung out for a little bit. But that indies was eye-opening for a lot of people in the room. It was. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first time meeting Grant and Jack, too? Yes. It, yeah. Well, yeah. I, no, I had met Jack, but or, yeah, you'd together. never met Grant. No, no, yeah. no. The tandem of... Yeah. <laughs> The Grajack is yeah. very impressive. Yes, it it uh, very much so. But uh, before we even do the the ad or anything, I got a. Uh, we always like to uh, dedicate episodes to people. This ed this episode's dedicated to a couple people. First off, the Shaney family. They lost their grandmother on Friday, uh, so let's keep them in our thoughts and prayers. And then uh, the Gatewood family, Richard, uh, which a lot of you guys remember from the episode on here. And uh, and DJ, uh, Richard's dad's not not doing well right now, so um, let's keep them in our thoughts and prayers as well. So we like we always are about dedicating episodes to people. I know we're not as big time as other people, but that's, we like to uh, dedicate it to people that we care about. I think we are as big time as other people, but I agree 100 percent with uh, dedicating this episode to them, and hopefully our thoughts and prayers will be heard, and yeah. uh, hopefully they have a little bit of peace in that situation. For sure, for sure. Uh, but as always, our uh, podcast is, I can't say as always because it hasn't always been sponsored by that. But Feels I, like it. We're it, very yeah. grateful of that. Absolutely. I, don't, I was thinking about it on the way here today. Sometimes I feel like uh, we, don't, we don't take it serious enough that we are sponsored by a good friend, Crystal Lackey at Century Mortgage. Uh, we are very appreciative of, of uh, Crystal and you know, the things that she has done for the podcast. Uh, so if you need refinance, if you need a mortgage, uh, if you just need somebody to uh, make you feel better about your softball hitting. You know what else? If you need a friend, I feel like she would be a friend. You know what I mean? I don't know. You got, did, did you meet her recently? I can't, no, 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 no. I just get that vibe. Like it's a okay. very friendly vibe. Okay. Yeah. But if you, if you want to, uh, do any of those things we just mentioned, you can call her at 502-615-0743. And check her out online, which is most people like to do, centurymortgage.com backslash capital C, capital L, A-C-K-E-Y, C-Lackey. Uh, by the way, we forgot to yeah. do the – we were planning on doing more last week, so I had to go back and add the the ad on there. Yeah. I did your capital C, capital L. I had to keep Thank it you. going. I appreciate that. I did. Uh, did we get an update on how much trouble our guest got in after leaving? Uh, he's at least been texting me back. So good. So, so he's, he's not still alive. Yeah, 
Phone, cell phone privileges have not been revoked. That's a good situation. Yeah. We're very grateful for him. That's what I always, anytime we get to hang out with Tony, there's a lot of good conversations. Yeah. And we got on a high school basketball tangent that probably went, what, 45 minutes? Yeah, he was like, oh, I got to go as soon as we finish. Yeah. He was like, I got to be out of here by 9.15. We sat here until like 9.45. <laughs> yeah, and so. he, he had told us that he had some text messages before then even too. So He was like, I should be okay. But uh, before we... Before we forget, uh, Century Mortgage is an equal housing lender. MLS number 3925. Crystal Lackey, MLS number 1735979. And I got a crazy story. Dude, I was walking down the street the other day, right? And this guy walks up to me. I'm holding my Beef's Beef 30-ounce tumbler. Okay. You remember those? You know, classic limited edition, right? Potentially could be bringing out some more in the future yes. that are 20-ounce. So keep an eye out for that subtle plug there. Weird flex. But, but okay. this this guy comes up to me and goes, hey, bro, you down with Beast Beef? And I was like, yeah, man, you know who Beast Beef is? It was pretty cool. And, and I thought I recognized this guy, right? And he was like, what about the Laxter? And I was like, excuse me, sir, you know, she doesn't be – that's not her preference to be called by that. And he goes, no, no, no. It's a classic nickname. We're sticking to the Laxter. And so I walked by, and I was like, man, that was pretty cool to hear that, right? And then all of a sudden, this next guy stops me. He's like, you know who that is? I'm like, no, man, who was it? He goes, that's Slim Shady, bro. Slim Shady knows who the Laxter is. I, I think that's I, a true I really, story. I legitimately thought you were going to tell a true story. I think that could be a true but, story. Like, I knew it kind of wasn't going to be true when you said you were walking down the street. Because oh. I just don't – you're saying that I what? I ride a bike or I... I'd figure you would drive. Yeah, typically driving is a good method in which yeah. to get from point A to point B. But, y yeah. you know, I just wanted to let you know that Slim Shady condones no, not. speaking to the laxer about refinancing but and other situations. You, we haven't spoken about this, so I'm spitballing with something with you on here. Yeah. Did you get the text the other day about that high school tournament in December? Yes, I did see Did it. you see some of the talent in that tournament? I didn't get to look at it at That's ton. the tournament that I was speaking to you and Tony about last weekend. Yeah. Prolific preps in it. Uh, there's a couple teams from Phoenix in it, a couple teams from Florida in it. I looked up – when I stopped looking it up, there was two five-star players in it um, and probably about six or seven four-star players in it and another six or seven three-star players in it. The thing I did see is it was multiple days, and on the first day there was two women's team on there, which I'm all for equal rights on the basketball court, right? But I'm probably not going to spend two hours or however well, far no, see, it is. I was wanting to go to the second session on that Saturday, okay. which has it's, – yeah, it's a gauntlet of teams. Yeah. It's it's nice. Is that when Richard's team plays? Uh, that's actually that's day. actually the high school team. So Richard will actually be playing in Nashville that day. Mm. So the, he's actually not playing there. But he did tell me when I went to see him Monday, yeah Monday, that uh, their first game will actually be played at Portland Christian's old gym on November the ninth. So no, you're you're joking. Promise please. you, they've redone the whole gym apparently. Wow. Someone bought it and redid the whole like fixed the floor from where it was messed up when we were playing. <laughs> and, yeah, so they, last, he said they practiced there sometimes. Last time I played there was legitimately an ice skating rink. And anybody yeah. who has played in there in, what, probably the last eight years, would you say? Six I wouldn't years? say that long because at least when the school was in there, it was still somewhat decent, the floor was. Yeah. Because the it was still temperature controlled. But um, I'd say probably the last five years. Do you think they ever found out what was going on with it? They turned off all of the – they just stopped – temperature controlling so like there was no heat there was no air there was nothing so yeah but why would there be like legitimately 
slick like an ice skating rink. That was condensation? Yeah, it was condensation. And then it all, I mean, think about that lump in the floor. That doesn't just come from nowhere. Yeah, that was very unique. Yeah, that was like, the. there was like a, a foot tall lump in the floor. And yeah. like people think I'm exaggerating. It was literally a foot tall. And it was probably 10 foot long. Yeah. And so like with four that, foot wide. Yeah, we just stopped going to that part of the court. If you ran, you paid attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and you learn pretty quickly don't put was. the brakes on and yeah that side of the court was off limits so yeah. but um that's good to hear that somebody got in there and got that taken care of pretty yeah. cool that they're going to be playing there hopefully our schedules will mesh to where we can go check it out he asked me if i wanted to help out a little bit with him, maybe help him in any way take stats where he's like i'll get you some gear or something so oh. there may be a potential for you as well if you maybe want to help out a little bit so i'm very good at stats yeah i mean he said anything so who knows? Game tape. I'll, I'll record. Now, I don't know where you would even, maybe the stage? Where would you record from there? there? The, the bleachers are there. You can record from the top of the bleachers. All two of them? What are you talking about? The, the two steps on the bleachers? The bleachers are just folded up when you go in there. Yeah, there's only like four steps on the bleachers there. You must not have really ever paid attention. No, I have. I'm the just bleachers go up probably them. 15 rows. Oh, 15 rows? I'm not saying it's Don't huge. Get crazy. I've never claimed that that gym is huge <laughs> by any means. But you can definitely – I mean, they used to record our games from up there. Yeah. that so, I guess that would make sense. You just yeah. got to be all the way panned out. And and there's to, a plug up there too, so. Yeah. Well, we'll have to check it out. Hopefully it will be fun. But what I did this week is pretty unique, right? So the plan, as you mentioned last week, was to go with the full episode. And we had a little bit of fun behind the scenes. So – uh, we were actually going to touch base Friday. Things didn't work out to where we did that. So mm-hmm. what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring the heat for last week's episode. So I'm taking it back in time even more so than what I usually do. I'm jumping in that time machine. I'm giving you the facts for 11. So in this case, multiples 11 by one-digit numbers, All multiples of 11 by one-digit numbers all have matching double digits. So We'll start off with double zero. Okay. Double one, double two, double three, double four. Now, some people would call those numbers 11, 22, 33, and 44. Not I, my friend. We're going to call them double three, double fours. And Apollo 11 was the first manned spacecraft to land on the moon. Now, I have to use an early one, allegedly. You know what I'm saying? For all my conspiracy theorists, shout out to the tinfoil hats out there. Potentially, there could have been a manned spacecraft that landed on the moon, even with the fabricated footage that they created in Hollywood. I'm getting off the subject. There is a there is a lot of interesting stuff that goes into that. What? That the moon landing. Yeah. Like there's some interesting stuff. I don't know I mean I don't know why they would actually I do know why they would make it up because it, we would be the first ones to land there. But um The space race, bro. It's yeah. all about the space race and beating the Russians, as it still is today. But now we're not racing to the Why moon. haven't we gone back? Yeah. Why did they dispose of all of the equipment that we used to get there? Why did they dispose of all the evidence of being there? Why did they uh, – they have said that they have recorded CGI um, stuff, footage of it. Like some of the footage was not actual footage, which I do understand. Storm Area 51, bro. I don't know if that will be there, but I'm not storm. I'll, I'll cheer people on it. Area 51. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. But there are also 11 players on an association football team on the field at a time. Now, you novices will know or not know what association football is. 
some Americans like to call it soccer. Probably could have left with that, but you know what I'm saying. An American football team also has 11 players on the field at a time per team, I should mm-hmm. specify. That, that, that could get a little tricky. In cricket, a team has 11 players on the field. The 11th player is also usually the weakest batsman, and at the tail end, he is primarily on the team for his bowling abilities. So you would probably be the 11th man. No, no, no. I compare him to a pitcher who can't hit. Now, I am a pretty decent pitcher, but my bunting is superb. I don't know if you need bunting in cricket, but I'm sure Tony could give us a little more insight on that. Tony's Tony needs to be worried about his squad, bro. He should be very concerned. Yeah, how you lose to a team without Paul George? Because they are a very good team in which they will compete for a potential NBA championship. We'll, talk about, we'll yeah. talk about that later. But also had to give some NASCAR fans a little bit of love. Haven't hey, given them yeah, some love. Eight, eight, baby. Yeah. In NASCAR racing, this is kind of cool. Denny Hamlin won his 11th race at the Daytona 500, right? But he won the race in car number 11, and he won by a margin of .011 seconds, which is also the closest race in the Daytona 500 history. So shout out to Denny, Denny Hamlin. Shout out to all you NASCAR fans out there. I'm not one of them. That's my subtle jab. Uh, World War One. All right, you got to pick one. You got to watch an NASCAR race. You got to watch a soccer match. Oh man, do you know how long NASCAR races are? You know how long soccer matches are? No, I was asking honestly. I'm not sure how some long. Some of them. I mean, it varies. So yeah. here's something that you don't that you may realize or you may know. Yeah. Do you know why it's like the Brickyard 500? You know why it's called that? Why it's named the Brickyard 500? Why it's why it has the number on there? Because it's the size of the motor. No, it's how many miles they drive. Oh, really? Yeah. That would make sense. It's a lot of left turns, I hear. Yeah, I'm going to go left. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one I would watch, man. That was, oh, jeez. I'd probably go soccer, personally. But I guess it depends on what NASCAR event you're watching. They're both terrible, dude. No, I won't be participating. I would love to know, because obviously in soccer, you know you're in for 90 minutes plus. Solid plus 90 minutes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Whereas in the NASCAR, I feel like it's longer than an hour and a half. So I'm going to take the lesser of two evils. And yeah, but NASCAR is definitely like three hours probably, four hours. I think so. Could you imagine watching that beginning day? Oh, I know people that do. That'd be very tough for and me. And love it. Good. I mean, I support everybody enjoying what they enjoy, but that would be very – we watch football and basketball games from beginning to end. And yeah, but there's action – it's man. To me, it seems as if that's the case, but who, who are we to judge? So in, in World War One, it ended with a armistice. I, I don't know what it is. You're the one who wrote this. I know, and I should have read it before I wrote it, but on November 11th, 1918, which went into effect at 11 a.m. on the 11th hour on the 11th day of the 11th month of the year. So pretty unique history there. And I, I'm going to butcher this again, but Armistice Day, Armistice, is still observed on November 11th of each year. So shout out to another holiday. And although it's called Veterans Day in the United States um, and Remembrance Day in the Commonwealth of the Nations and parts of Europe. So not no longer named Armistice Day. So I don't have to butcher that name anymore. Uh, in, in Mozilla Firefox, 
Opera, Conqueror for KDE, Google Chrome, and Internet Explorer for Windows. The function key F11 toggles full screen viewing mode. So little known fact there. If you're ever on one of those that I mentioned, push that F11 and you got full screen action rocking your world. Now in Mac OS, F11 hides all open windows in which I've seen you do this many times when you're looking up inappropriate content. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying what that content might be, but I saw a lady with hairy legs on there one time and I didn't know what that I was. I kind of want to push it right now, but then I'm afraid that I might stop everything. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah, don't push it, but it, it, F11 does hide all open windows. So your hairy legged women, you know, you can hide them now. To each their own. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, the stylized maple leaf on the flag of Canada has 11 points. One of my favorite logos, actually. Really? It is. Like, I like what the, uh, when the Blue Jays put it on their logo as well as the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't know. I like Toronto logos. Yeah, Toronto has done really well over the years. Maple Leafs, the Blue Jays, and the Raptors. I, I mainly am refer. Well, I do like the Blue Jays a lot, too. The Maple Leaf, obviously, like you reference. I mean, that's a Canadian icon. Yeah. And that's been a classic for years. But the Blue Jays and the Raptors are very much so ahead of the curve. I would say that Toronto has collectively the best logos of any city. Man, I, I would love to dispute that with you. And obviously there are some classics, but I'm liking what you're putting down right there. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying. I'm just thinking in my head, like, okay, what other ones would you really put up against it? Well, it makes me think, as Americans, what are we doing, bro? We're yeah. going to let the Justin Bieber's of the world outclass us? That's what we're going to do? Yeah. Okay, well, to each their own. Um, the stylized Maple Leaf, I already mentioned, had 11 points, so that's how we got on that tangent, right? The Looney is a hendacagon, and that's an 11-sided polygon. So that's... The so Looney, is that the money from Canada? That is. Okay. So keeping it with the Canadian theme. Um, also, clocks depicted on Canadian currency, like the Canadian $50 bill, show 11 o'clock. Every time somebody says $50 bill, I can't help but think of data from the Goonies when he finds all those $50 bills printed on the paper. I'm going to keep it 100% honest with you. Never watch Goonies from beginning to end. What? Don't have any plans Come on doing on. it. Not a big Goonies fan. You can't say you don't like the Goonies if you never watch them from getting in. I've seen the Goonies, right? And I've seen the full movie. I've never watched it beginning to end because it's not that intriguing to me. They're a bunch of goons. Um, They're kids. Yeah, that is true. They are children. I, I should not be so harsh upon them, but hey, to each your own. Uh, sector 11 in the North American industry classification system is the code for agriculture, forestry, fishing, and hunting. So shout out to your brother, Ryan. I'm sure he would enjoy that. Sector 11. Uh, American Airlines Flight 11. This one's kind of a sad one, but uh, it was a Boston to Los Angeles flight, which crashed, crashed into the North Tower of the World Trade Center in New York City. Um, when it was hijacked, and that was on September 11th, 2001, obviously. So another in memory of um, all the individuals who lost their life on that day, but that was American Airlines Flight 11. In the game of blackjack, an ace can be counted as either 1 or 11, so we've been given some good blackjack knowledge out here lately. When you go to the boat and lose all of your money because we've been talking about blackjack, don't blame it on us. Okay? Yes, not at all. No refunds. Uh, acceptable through this podcast. 
Um, three films, Ben-Hur, Titanic, and The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, have each won 11 Academy Awards, including Best Picture of their respective years. So to me, that's pretty impressive if you win 11 Academy Awards. It's also pretty unique that it's only happened three times. Ben-Hur's from 1959, so that just shows you how old it is. Titanic was 97, and Return of the King was 03. Um, wanted to give a little bit of love to Ocean's Eleven, but Ocean's Eleven is actually the name of two American films because they did the remake. I've never seen either one of them. Okay, so to me... That's more blasphemous than not nope. watching the Goonies. No, it's not. Listen, they drive Mini Coopers, bro. That's an underrated vehicle for whatever year those original Mini Coopers were made. You can really tool around a city in those bad boys. And if you and I each got on one end, we could probably pick it up and move it by no, ourselves. I don't know. I got a bad back and your arms are too long. Well, okay. That's, that's a fair assessment, but we could give it our best effort. We could maybe move the bumper a little bit. Okay. We could at least push it over. Yeah, for sure. Or definitely put it in neutral and roll it. That, yeah. that would probably yeah. be the best. That's, yeah, that's probably the best one. You know, what we like to do is forget working harder. We're going to work smarter. Yes. So we're going to put that bad boy in neutral. Um, Eleven is also the name of a character in the 2016 Netflix original the series. Goat. Stranger Things. So that was presented. Favorite TV character of all time. And you know I had to give you a little bit of love on that. You didn't think I was going to do that, did you? No, I didn't. I love Eleven, dude. She is so dope. Oh, it's a she? Yes. Mm, I see. No, don't do that. She's really young. She's the one that... I didn't do it. But it sounded sounded like you were like, oh, she's a woman. No, it's... And I just wanted to stop you before you ended up like Drake, where Drake was on the news because they felt like their relationship was a little inappropriate because she's like 13. The girl on the stage? The girl on the stage? Yeah, didn't... Wasn't there something that happened on the stage? No, that was like Nelly, I think. Mm, I do remember seeing that. But first of all, I'm very grateful of you saying that and keeping yeah. my honor. But also, I was not meaning it like that at all. I genuinely did not know it was a girl. To me, if your nickname is Eleven, like, that's a pretty well, gangster. It's not a, it's not a nickname. It's, I don't want to get, like, I guess it is kind of a nickname, yeah. Well, what is it? I don't know how that works. So you just, you just never watch any of the show. I, you no. probably wouldn't really jig with the show, to be honest with you. No, but. I would not. I normally don't. I normally don't like sci- sci-fi type shows either. Yeah, but it's fantastic. She is. Um, I don't really know how to explain her, man. But that's the number of what she was. So that's what her name is. So she's like an alien or something. An alien type thing. She has magical powers. Well, that's probably not real. But hey. No, it's. I mean, it's based on true events. Yeah, uh, I would say that was almost as true as my original story. So yeah, teach your own. If you can live in that fantasy world, so can I. I feel you, bro. So Eleven's a pretty gangster nickname, whether it is because of a good reason or a bad reason. But we're bringing it back, and it didn't go anywhere. We're just bringing it back. The numbers game. So the who am I? To yes, let's do it. To refresh the listeners, what we're going to do is we're going to read you a list of hints and. These hints are about a player who wore, was most known for wearing the number 11. In some cases, they wear other numbers. You can't stop players from wearing other numbers, but they're most known for wearing number 11, okay? I always wait until the end to give out my answers so that you at home can listen to this and guess yourself. And the goal of it is obviously to get the answer the closer towards the first couple of hints, but I can tell you, 
you're very impressive if you're able to get this on the first couple of BJ hits. did stump me two weeks ago with one. Yes. So now I'm what, like 20, like 20 for 22 or something? Ish. Something like that. Ballpark, you're doing well. I'll, I'll give credit where credit is due. Typically I don't like to. I, I did think that you could have potentially got the ones that we did stump you on, but there's always next week. And <laughs> before next week comes this week. So starting in who am I? First hint, early in his NBA career, he suffered many foot and ankle injuries. So currently that could be a million people, but that could be a key one for you. Okay. Hint number two, and it also told you he plays in the NBA. So that was kind of a giveaway. Hint number two, he is an avid reader. Now he enjoys military history books and he would read them in the locker room before games. Very unique to me. There's Probably not that many people who do things of that nature, right? I'm also going to tell you in hint number three that he was the 20th pick in the 1996 draft. Now, if you do remember him by knowing who the 20th pick is in the 1996 draft, I'm very impressed with your knowledge. Moving on to hint number Best draft of all time, in my opinion. Good draft. Moving on to hint number four. He was named the most valuable player in the rookie challenge during All-Star Weekend and was selected to the NBA All-Rookie First Team. All right? Are you writing something down? As I, if believe, you know? I believe I know the answer. I can't see it. Incorrect. Ah. He wore number seven. He wore like 12 different numbers. He did wear a And he did struggle numbers. with injuries at the beginning of his career. That is also true. And I could see how you would get that and – I don't think. I mean, I don't know how I would say you're not far That's from. That's why that. I didn't want to show you because I could still have changed it. Well, you still can change it. I just want if you were going to get that based on the hints, I was going to be extremely impressed, like more so than ever before. Like maybe for your birthday this year, I would have paid for more of Indies than I did last year. <laughs> like that's how impressed I was going to be. Uh, on to hint number five. Now this one is a key one. Pay okay. attention for all you listeners at home. In 2014. He became a U.S. citizen. Now, the second part of that hint is upon doing so, he lost his citizenship in his home country. So if you're knowledgeable on, what do they call it, geography and geopolitical stuff, I think, then this might be a major hint because there's only a couple of countries that only allow single citizenship. No dual citizenship. In 2014, he became a U.S. citizen. Upon doing so, he lost his citizenship to his home country. Obviously, he's a foreigner. Hint, hint. Hint number six. And there's only seven, so you, you better get to getting for all you listeners at home. He holds three records for an NBA franchise. Now, I'm going to go ahead and be friendly. I'm going to give you those records. Careers game played. Keep in mind, this is for the franchise he played for, right? blocks, and rebounds. So potentially the reason why I said you're not far off on that one is because he could potentially play a similar position based on the fact that he leads his NBA franchise in blocks and rebounds. Hint number seven and final hint, he only played for two NBA teams, although he was technically on three NBA rosters. So those NBA rosters were the Heat, the Cavs, and the Wizards. Now, he only actually played for the Heat and the Cavs, 
the Wizards he was signed. But I he, know who it is. He never played that a one game. Gave, that one gave it away. You're welcome. Yeah. Who am I? Don't, I? I don't know how to spell it, but I know who it is. Yeah, I wouldn't even try to spell it. I should have known that's who you were going to use. Yeah. I but agree that, I mean, should've. that one was pretty close, though, with what you gave me at first. From yeah. what you had given me, like that was a pretty good guess, my first one. I agree. That's why I, I wanted to say to you, you were very close in it. But I also didn't want that information to lead you astray. Because sometimes when I've said things in the past, you felt like they weren't good hints. So I didn't want to say that was close, and then you'd be like, no, wasn't it? All right, so that that's number one. And if you got number one, I'm hoping you're going to go two for two this evening. Okay? So the individual in number two. Hint number one, was born in Ellensburg, Washington. Hint number two, his family moved five times before he was in the sixth grade. Frequent flyer miles is what we call that, right? <laughs> they were probably driving if they were moving. Well, okay, that's probably true, but I'm just saying, bounce around the place. If you move five times before you're in the sixth grade, that's pretty impressive. Hint number three. He now owns a winery in which he produced a wine that placed 53rd in Wine Spectator's Top 100 Wines. It's not bad. That is not bad at all. I know 53rd, you're like, ah, that's nothing. No, there's probably thousands of wines. I would say more than hundreds of thousands. You just get a whole bunch of mums. I don't know what that means. So from Meet the Parents. Mm. That's a great movie. I wish I would have known that. Uh, But 53rd. In Wine Specter, Spectator's Top 100 Wines is impressive to me, right? And also, it was unique when I found out he owned a winery. Because it's always good to see former players now excelling in something else. His middle name, hint number four, is McQueen. Pretty sweet middle name. <laughs> that is the worst middle name I think I've ever heard. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm hearing it in my head, Brian McQueen Cadle. Like, that's got a ring to it. I thought you were giving the answer away. I was like, no. You know, you know what's funny? I didn't even put the names of these players on here because I didn't want you to read them, potentially. I don't ever look at the paper. 100% honest, I don't ever look over there. I had to guarantee your safety in saying that, and so I did not put the names on there, right? Now, when I looked at the paper, I went, I forgot who the players were, and then I started reading the hints, and it reminded me because I did all the research. <laughs> but I could see how this would be tough. But let's go ahead and hear it. Brandon McQueen Leffler. Dude, that's decent. No, it's not. That's terrible. I like it. You know Lightning what I'm McQueen. Yeah, Lightning McQueen was a classic name. No, Lightning McQueen, that's the worst Pixar movie. Cars? Cars is not good. How many Pixar movies do they make? I don't I There's can't. There's a lot of Pixar movies. Just yeah, I feel Toy like Story, Bugs Life. Well, you like Toy Story. Um, I like uh, Bugs Life. I'll give I'll give Bugs Life a little bit of a good rub. There's a lot of great Pixar. The Incredibles. Incredibles was incredible-ish. There's a lot of great Pixar movies. I'm sure I'm forgetting, like, big-time ones. Yeah, if Cars is their worst movie, that's very That's impressive. the worst, in my opinion. Is Wreck-It Ralph Pixar? Yes. That's the best. Wreck-It Ralph is Wreck-It Ralph classic. is really good. Wreck-It Ralph is for all uh, Inside audience. Out is a very good one as well. Haven't seen it. Inside but, Out's sad. Yeah, my family owns it. Haven't seen it. It's good, though. I'll have to not check it out someday. I appreciate that. I'm glad to hear you compliment some uh, Disney movies, though, with uh, Bugs Life. Bugs Life was a classic when we were kids. Well, there, it's there was still a, great. Ants was the other one, right? Ants was the one that was kind of like the adult version. So that's exactly what I was going to say. What was the Toy Soldiers and the other movie? It was Small Soldiers. And Small Soldiers. 
I don't remember what was there another one? Yeah. But see, same thing with ants, where ants was the more adult version. There was one that was small soldiers and another one, and one of those two was an adult version. Now that was a terrible job of describing that to I don't you. I'm gonna be honest with you, man, I don't remember the other one. Was uh, Small Soldiers the one with the uh, gar- the the Gorgonauts? Gorgonauts, great yeah. movie, dude. Yeah, very. It's good actually movie. not very good when you watch it again now, but it's got the nostalgia factor with us, so it's still good. Yeah, I think the only movie I've watched recently that I went, yeah, that is as good as I remember it. Home Alone, Home Alone. Which one? All of them. But well, all of them. <laughs> Home Alone Two is probably my all-time favorite. Right there with you, dude. That's the most. Home violent, Alone Two is definitely the best one. Yeah, very. He violent. does way more stuff to him. Way better stuff, too, yeah. like serious long-term injuries. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, breaks off the top of that building. It's very good aim. Yeah. And very dumb of the guy to watch it. Harry and Marv weren't the sharpest yeah. tools in the shed, though. And that and that one, all right in the schnoz, Marv. That was in that yeah. one, too. Which is a classic. The Wet Bandits, I mean, the Wet Bandits are here to stay. There were sticky bandits in the second one, weren't they? They were, because they duct-taped their hands. I don't remember which one The first one, one was the wet bandits when he was in the house, and that was when they would leave the faucet on. Yeah, their signature. Yeah. Which is highly intelligent if you're a robber, right? <laughs> yeah. So let's give you a brief recap. We've got hit number one, born Wait, in... Wait, that El- was all of them? No, no, no. I'm, okay. I just want to recap it because I went on a tangent. Hit number one, born in Ellensburg, Washington. Hit number two, his family moved five times before he was in the sixth grade. Hit number three, he now owns a winery in which he produced a wine that placed 53rd in Wine Spectator's Top 100 Wines. Hint number four, his middle name is McQueen. Terrible. So on to hint number five, he played 14 NFL seasons. Okay. It's pretty impressive. So longevity in his career. You know, typically you think of punters when that happened. Could be a punter, could not be a punter. That that hint didn't help you at all. No. Hint number six. At the time, he was the youngest player in NFL history to play in the Pro Bowl. Now, I'm going to be 100% honest. I had no clue when I read that stat. So I don't know if that will help you or hurt you, but pretty impressive stat that he was the youngest player in NFL history to play in the Pro Bowl at the time. Hint number seven, and final hint, he is a one-time Super Bowl champion, a four-time Pro Bowler. He's got one year in the NFL, which he was the passing yards leaner. He was the Pac-10 Offensive Player of the Year, and he's in his NFL team's Hall of Fame. Who am I? Okay, so Pac-10. So that would mean that it was a while ago because it's now the Pac-12. Ooh, good read. Um, he is also his team's – he's he's the franchise leader in passing yards? He, one year in the NFL, he was the passing oh, okay. lead yards leader. So that tells you what position he is more than yeah. anything. Um, also, he's in his team's – Hall of Fame. So okay. he's, so he's, he's got to be, be retired. He played 14 years. He's retired. He's a quarterback. Played in the Pac-10. Has a Super Bowl championship. Mm. This is an interesting one because the hints were not very coercive to help you. All right. I got my guess. Okay. Drew Bledsoe. Good answer. I was hoping you were going to be very disappointed if you did not get that because I had to make that one very tough for you, right? <laughs> I, so so here's, here's where I got it, all right? So Washington State, is that right, where he went to school? I think so, yes. Washington State. Because so. his father was a coach, and that's why he moved around so much. 
So Washington State, um, he seems like the type of guy that would like to drink wine. He does kind of have that. Yeah. Uh, I kind of figured you would try to sneak one past me with it being my favorite team. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, and I was like, all right, Super Bowl. He was technically on the team still. So that you also snuck that. He didn't play, but he was on the team that won it. Correct. He also lost one. In Dallas or in? No, in, okay. in New England. I'm pretty sure he was on the team in 96. Yeah, I didn't think in Dallas they made it there. So I, I think you're probably right on. All right, so uh, sorry I didn't – I shouldn't have said that one out loud like that. That did say it pretty quick. My bad. But, all right, you were very excited and yeah, rightfully I was like, so. Oh, man, I don't know how I got that. But, but you yeah. see I made that one very, very yeah, tough on purpose tough. because I knew it was your favorite team. And I thought there was a chance you were going to get that even quicker. So I wanted to make sure, stack the deck, give the people at home a chance – Player number two, NFL, Drew Brees. Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. Why did I say Brees? I'm, I'm having a tough night. Not sure. Yeah, two separate players. Uh, but player number one, NBA player, who am I? Let the people at home know who you Player number one, yeah. Big Z, Zdrunas Ogalskis. Zdrunas Ogalskis, one of my all-time favorites, one of the most underrated players in Cleveland Cavalier lured history. Anderson Verjao was also in there. Anderson Verjao averaged a double-double for a substantial amount of time and was a key piece. And Anderson Verjao helped change history of the flop. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Dude, I got <laughs> I don't know if you watched our game against Clemson. Uh, some, but not all. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But uh, Des Fitzpatrick, man, <laughs> what the worst flops I've ever seen, dude. It was Whoa, so funny. Uh, there was one in the Eagles versus Cowboys game that I'm not going to bring up again, but it was it was a pretty blatant one as well. All right, so I'm now 22 for 24 on on the uh, Who Am I game ish. So, we'll move forward to the lock of the week. I don't remember who we had a couple weeks ago in our locks of the week. Do you remember? I do. So, I had three of them. Was that right? I had the Miami game. Oh, yeah, you lost yours, and I think I lost mine too. Yeah, which was disappointing. Yeah, I had FSU plus 27, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I lost. And you missed – I think you missed all of yours. No, I got the over 60 points with – Hawaii and Boise, which they almost did it for me at halftime. They actually finished 59-37. to 37. Boise State won that game. And they had 45 points at halftime. It finished with 98 points. So, so the, who's your lock of the week this week? Well, they covered that over by 38 points, by the way. So good, good bet on my behalf. You're welcome. Now, my locks for last week were going to be Stanford giving seven to UCLA. Temple getting seven and a half to SMU. I'm glad I didn't take that one. Boise State giving six and a half to BYU, and the Seahawks giving three and a half over the Ravens. So you want to know what mine was going to be? Glad I didn't take that. Yeah, what? I'm glad I didn't take it either. You can probably guess why I'm saying that because I always do college games, and which game was a huge upset, especially when it comes to spreads. Oh, yeah. 
I was going to take Wisconsin minus the 31 because I did not think Illinois was good. Yeah, so that had been a that had been real bad. Did you like how I tagged UND in that six yes. and six here we come? <laughs> now you know Illinois plays Purdue this week, right? Oh, so uh, I'm just saying. You better hope there's a hangover, D. That's all I gotta say, man. The fight and the lie and I are coming in tough for the running Daniel getting, Grimes. Dude, I'm getting notifications over here. Nationals just scored two runs. Oh my goodness. Sorry, I, I had to pull it up. Which one would you rather watch, a baseball game or a soccer match? Soccer oh, base, match. baseball. No. For sure. No. All right, so what's your lock of the week this week? So lock of the week this week, I was going to go with the NBA, but unfortunately ESPN is not hip on the spreads currently. So they had tonight's. So they didn't have tomorrow ready. Now tomorrow the Houston Rockets do play the Milwaukee Bucks, which will be a very fun game. Um, Hopefully I'll get off in time to see it. we got to work late tomorrow, so. I don't know who I'm taking in that. Like, I feel like Milwaukee will win that game, but also don't count Houston out of that. So, a lot of people sleeping on Houston, man. I think so, too. Uh, um, now, those two guys have a lot. I, I think if any two big superstars can get together, it's those two. I think they both have a major chip on their shoulder, yeah. and I think both of them are dedicated to the game, and there's a chemistry there. I mean, they were, they're at the Houston game watching the baseball game together. So funny. Very Some hilarious. Videos. <laughs> yeah, them ducking at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my lock of the week this week is going to have to stay in the NFL. And I think I'm going to surprise a lot of people with this pick because we've got the Green Bay Packers playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, it's at Kansas City, and Green Bay is a four-point favorite. Now, as you know, there's probably a good chance that Patrick Mahomes isn't going to play, right? He's not playing for sure. So he's not going to play, which means to me there's a good chance he won't play. And Matt Moore, the 35-year-old, is their backup quarterback. Now, the inside I'm going to tell you is, in the past, when I have bet for Green Bay, I've been the ultimate Green Bay jinx. Green Bay has lost me more money than any NFL team in the history of NFL games. So I'm doubling down, and I'm going against the grain. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs, getting those four points in Kansas City. Andy Reid is bringing the game plan for success. Matt Moore is going to execute it. Shady McCoy is going to have some yards, and the Kansas City Chiefs. He's going to have some yards. (laughs) (laughs) Although you said he's going to have some yards. That's my hard sell for you. Wow. All right, so uh, you know I'm always about the big spreads. Always. The way I'm always about. Well, I'm taking a big spread, but I'm going the opposite way that I normally go. Normally I go for the team to win with the spread. Yeah, you do. I'm going a team to cover a big spread. Okay, I like it. And I'm going with Arkansas to cover the 31-point spread against Alabama. Okay. Alabama struggled a little bit last week, especially after they lost to a with a Tennessee team that struggled a lot this season. I'm not saying yeah. Arkansas is as good as Tennessee. I'm not saying that. But if they struggled like that with Tennessee, I don't see them beating Arkansas by 31 or more. So give me Arkansas and the 31 points. Arkansas is a unique team, too, because I've seen some of their best drives, and they look like they could be a good team, and then they end up not being. So. Yeah. 31 points is a lot of points. I'm going to say the opposite, though. I'm going to say that Alabama will cover that 31 well, you points. you do realize that two is out. Yeah. Mac Jones is a former U.K. commit, so Ooh, I should tell you something. Shots fired, huh? I guess. Yeah. Well, they could have had 
your boy at Oklahoma, but yeah, they kind of kicked him out the door. I think he shows the. I think Oklahoma was a great opportunity for him. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a story for a different time, but yeah. he's not hurting. But I'm no, he's not. Well, yeah, well played. Thank you. So last week with having Tony on, we didn't do our regular episode, so we didn't get to talk about the Louisville weight game. Which, speaking of covering the over, I told you that would happen in that game, and it definitely happened. Big time. Yeah. That was probably a 38-point cover over as well, too. Yeah, I don't remember. I think the over-under the over under was 61. Was it really that high? That's higher than what the Boise State-Hawaii game was. Dude, we 41-39 with Boston College. Yeah. And all Wake Forest does is score. Yeah. And – their defense doesn't stop either. But their offense runs the clock out. So that's why I That's what you understand. thought until you watched their two ridiculous receivers catch yep. everything. Actually, just one, Surratt, yeah. is a monster. Like, I could definitely see that guy playing on Sundays. His that, brother, I think it's his brother, is on North Carolina, Chaz. Yeah. He's a I remember watching uh, that game when I was in Nashville, and they were talking about them two playing against each other. Yeah. Good yeah. player, too. Leads both, our team in tackles, I think. He leads the he leads the ACC in receiving yards. Yeah, and receiving yards per catch. So they've got some good genes. Hopefully, both of them will play at the next level. I know one of them will. I'm hoping the other one will. That game was nuts. It was probably the longest game that I've seen that just went four quarters. I'm going to tell you something that's going to blow your mind. So I was watching that game. Actually, I think I went down to Harvest Homecoming that night. Right, end up going back home, made myself some mean tacos. Just getting crazy on a Friday night or Saturday night? That was Saturday. Getting crazy on a Saturday night. Skipping Taco Tuesday, I'm going with Taco Saturday, right? And I turn the game on and I'm watching it. And it's coming down. I'm watching the fourth quarter and eventually gets to the point where I go. They kick that field goal and go up, what, 15? 55-38 with four and a half minutes left. Yeah. and I Or 17? Yeah, 55-38. So they get up 17 and I go, oh, it's over. I'm shutting this off, right? How so long? you're the reason. How long did you say it was left? Four and a half minutes left. Four and a half minutes. The no game, way. The game went on for another like 35, 40 minutes. I know. And so I found out, and I turned it back on, and I was trying to will them to victory. I think if I would have left it off, potentially Wake Forest could have came back for the – Thank you for turning it back on. Non-upset. But great game. Yeah, it was nuts. But uh, we, we did that, and you're like, all right, cool, let's springboard it into – a game against Clemson. Yeah. So we played Clemson over the weekend at home. Beautiful day outside. It was nice outside. Which, looking back to, I'm still not sold on Wake Forest. They beat us. They beat you all. No, we you beat all them. You beat them. Excuse me. We beat them. Excuse me. Sorry. And they've had some other okay wins. I I don't think they're, they were the 19th ranked team. Oh, dude, their defense couldn't stop a garbage can. Yeah. Their defense is awful, but their offense is tough to stop as well. Their offense is a typical offense where they've got a good balance of run and pass, and their quarterback is a, um, a dual threat. He's not bad, really. He's a lot better no. than I thought he would be. Yeah. For us to pick them in last, we, we I think what we ended up doing from looking at it, we just switched Georgia Tech and them. Now, yeah. we didn't have Georgia Tech that high, but we we definitely had those two teams incorrect. Yeah. But Clemson came in. The game started out pretty good for Louisville. I'd agree. They, Clemson, um, we got ball first. And I don't, I can't remember how it exactly went, but basically it was ten to three, 
with like 30 seconds left in the half, and then Trevor Lawrence decides he's going to just launch one up towards the end zone, and uh, Randy Moss Jr. just decides he's going to jump up in the air and catch it over everyone. <laughs> Had no idea where that guy came from, and apparently neither did the DBs because none of them jumped. Yeah. And, I mean, this guy's head was, like, even with the goalpost. He was so high up there. Pretty impressive. And caught it, made it 17-3. They get ball after the half, and it was, like, the entire stadium deflated. Yeah. It's like, dude, we're playing all right. Yeah, needless to say, they ended up beating our face in. It was 45-10 to 10 final score. Yeah, second half didn't go so well for you. No. Quarterbacks get a little dinged up. We did score a touchdown, but Louisville didn't cover the spread. And Clemson dropped again in the polls after beating someone by 35 points. So. Well, I hate to say this, but unfortunately, Clemson beat both of our teams this year, which is no surprise. Yeah, they barely beat yours, though. They we don't care. Beat it's our still facing. a loss. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense that Clemson dropped in the polls again for beating the brakes off someone. They beat the crap out of Florida State last week and then dropped in the polls. They beat the crap out of us. At, a, at Louisville, and then dropped in the polls again. My question is, how did Penn State not pass them? Penn State's legit this year. How do you pass? Like, I, I, I know Penn you're State probably, hasn't lost. I know you're probably just kidding. No, I'm being dead serious. Why would you make Penn State pass Clemson? Because look at the teams that Penn State have beaten, and they are much better than the teams that Clemson have Let beaten. Let me ask you a question. Can you play bad teams and still be good? Yes. So why should a team pass you when you've done nothing to let them pass you? Because of resume. It doesn't. If you're beating the brakes off of teams, it doesn't mean that you should be passed. I get what you're saying, but I'm saying that. And Penn who's State who's has the best been, team that Penn State's beaten? Michigan. And they've had some other key wins. I'm just I'm uh, Pittsburgh. I guess you would say. There there was another high ranked team. I'm forget Michigan. No, they play Michigan State this week. Um, Michigan State's falling off fast, man. The wheels fell off there quick. They're not that bad. Michigan State. So this week's spread is actually less than what the Michigan spread was. That's because Michigan's highly overrated. Michigan's defense is pretty good, in my opinion. Michigan or Michigan State's? Michigan's defense. Michigan looked decent at the end of the game. So Penn State has beaten uh, Pittsburgh. There's one other team. And they team. beat Iowa. Iowa and was Michigan. The team. Yeah. So Iowa was the other team that I was missing. I knew there was another higher ranked Big Ten. So I know team. one of them you won't agree with me on, but uh, let's look at the Clemson games. You can even say Michigan is overrated if you want to, but that's still a top ten team at one point in time, and for sure a top twenty-five team. Iowa is a for sure top twenty-five team. Clemson, so Clemson has yet to play one. Besides Clemson, Texas A&M. Yeah, so I was about to say Texas A&M, which I know you're not really sold on them. It's just one of those things. Texas A&M has played a really tough schedule, and they've yeah. lost a lot of and games then, already. But the thing is, is I know they're not playing top 25 teams, but yeah. when you're beating them as bad as they're beating them. Yeah, their win margin is. 52 to 14, 41 to 6, 52 to 10. They beat you all by one. Was 45 it 22 to 20? 21 to 20. 21 to 20. Uh, 45 14 over Florida State, and then 45 10 over us. Yeah. So. That's the thing. It's like, okay, I realize they're not playing a very good schedule. Absolutely agree with you they are. But to me, you can't drop a team just because they're beating those – when they're beating the teams that bad, when they did what they did against Alabama last year. To me, I think you're looking at it wrong. I think you're looking at it as a drop. But the reality is it's an even playing field because all of those teams are still undefeated. 
So if you're undefeated, I don't look at it as you going backwards or forwards. I look at it as a broad spectrum in which you go, these are the teams that are undefeated. My power rankings for this week are this team, that team, this team, based on the only way to grade is who you're playing. So you I, can say on paper this team should be the best team in the country, but from what we've seen, I do think Penn State is comparable to Clemson. Cool. This is what it's going to be. You put them on a neutral field, and I say Clemson dust Penn State. Check this out, though. I really do. And I'm not just like – I. If let's just ask this. If you're yeah. taking four teams right now, four-team playoff, okay? Yeah. And I'll even give you the SEC winner if you want to just say that one because right now we don't know which team's better between LSU and Alabama. So we'll just yeah. say if you want to count that one, we'll just say that winner. Who's your other three teams? There's five teams, so that's very, very tough because obviously you got Alabama, Clemson, LSU, but then you also have Penn State and Ohio State, in my opinion. So the top five teams are all in the mix, and this is what I was getting ready to say before that. If Penn State does beat Michigan State this week, right, and then they go on to beat Ohio State, you're telling me they don't make it into those top four teams? Oh, they absolutely do, but they're not going to beat Ohio State. I think they're the team in the Big Ten that can beat the Ohio State because of how long athletic their defense is. I think if there's a team that can, but they still won't, it's Wisconsin because of the running game. They can keep Ohio State off the field. Yeah, but Wisconsin's defense is not good enough. That's to what stop I'm saying. But Ohio they have State. one of the best. They have one of, if not the best, running back in the nation, yeah. which can keep them off of the field. Yeah, you're gonna have to control the clock if you're gonna beat Ohio State, and having a good running back to do so will be the key. I worry about Penn State's offense. Obviously, they put up 21 pretty quickly against Michigan this week, but then I, I text my dad and said, "This one's over." And man, I, luckily. They ended up winning, but it did not look so good for their offense yeah, after that. Yeah, we changed it. I was over at Smitty's on Saturday, and we changed There was a lot of good games on Saturday. Yeah. It was fun to just sit there and just watch some football. It's, it was pretty fun to, to for our game to be over that early and be able to to, uh, to just watch some games, you know what I mean? I've watched more college football this year than I probably ever have in any single year. And I'll tell you what, there's been a lot of really, really good college football. I gave college football – I didn't give them a bad rap, but I, I mentioned many times NFL was my favorite. And this year, there's been a lot of games that I've enjoyed. It's impressive to me that having a team as bad as North Carolina be my favorite team, mm -hmm. it's still fun to watch their yeah. games. and seeing Because they're freshman. getting better. Yeah, but I wouldn't even say that. Like, I've seen the, the first week they didn't have their best showing against South Carolina, but I was just impressed with the fact they won. But having a freshman quarterback, Sam Howe, do what he's done. I'm excited for the future. They've got a good running back in Carter. They've got a great receiver in Newsom. That defense has been a lot better than what yeah. I expected at the beginning. I mean, of the you year. have Clemson to 20 points. Yeah, I, I think that that's was their. More that's their. Than. I'm sorry, 21. That's their lowest point I put it to date in this season. Yeah, they scored 24 against Texas A&M. They so. didn't come to play. Let's keep it real. But, it, it, but whether they did or didn't, right? You all were still on the field for. What what is it? Sixty minutes. You're still on the field for that long, and you all held the top five team last year's national champion to 21 points, their lowest point output. And they were a two point conversion away from winning the game. So exactly. they make a great drive at the end. They score on that Clemson defense, which was gassed, and they couldn't get a stop against the offense when they needed to. But hey, overall, you take the good with the bad. Um, it's been fun for me to watch the college football spectrum and think about it while we're on UNC. A couple of records that were broken with the 
UNC loss this week, unfortunately, to Virginia Tech. Um, but six overtimes. It's the first time that it went to the new rules, right, where they go for the two-point conversion. What did you think of the new rule? Um, I'm indifferent. I don't really care about it. I mean, the thing that I'll be 100% honest with is now I can say we've had two games this year that we've lost on a two-point conversion. So Phil Longo better get his two-point conversion game right because obviously that's an area that we struggle. Which think about it, said no head coach ever in the history of a team. Hey, guys, we need to focus on our two-point conversions today. But you got to have that one play that you can go to that's going to get you – you know, points in a three-yard situation. Now, the other thing was it was a pretty ugly game, to be honest. I don't know if you saw the highlights of it or if you saw the game or anything, but I think you all were on the same time as the as it started around the same time ours ended. Three thirty. Yeah, so it started around the time ours ended, and I left there, went to my nephew's birthday, and then I'm going to Smitty's to watch the Kentucky Georgia game. So I didn't get to see any of y'all's game. Well, it was ugly in the end because in those overtimes there was. Each team had two missed field goals, and a couple of them were from like 41 yards or 35 yards, you know, because they weren't moving the ball. So not not a pretty game to watch, but obviously as a fan of a team, you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. And I thought North Carolina was going to pull off a much-needed victory. They don't. Um, it would be interesting to see how they bounce back from it this week. You know, that's a mix of young athletes as well as a couple of veterans on there. So, yeah. Fun, fun game to watch overall, long game to watch overall. Hopefully they make it right this week. Yeah. So uh, yesterday, I guess it was, yeah, yesterday uh, we released our 2019-2020 NBA preview. Uh, we kind of just want to talk about our thoughts on our part that we did um, and then, you know, kind of give our thoughts on some of the comments that you guys left and, you know, Shout some of you guys out for commenting. Thanks for commenting. Uh, we like doing these. It's been something that I've always liked to do, stuff like this, just yeah. because it's like, hey, let's see how dumb we really are. Like I went and looked at last year's, and, man, mine looked absolutely awful on some of these picks. Oh, it's so tough to do at the beginning of the year. John you, did pretty well, yeah, actually. John did. Remember, we graded it on one of our episodes, yeah. and I, I was sad to say that John beat me, but I got to give John <laughs> credit where credit is due. So, yeah, shout-out to John. Now, hopefully I can write the ship this year. It did look like some of our picks were similar, but there were some differences too. Yes. So, my uh, MVP, Kawhi Leonard, your MVP? Giannis Antetokounmpo. My most improved player, uh, Jason Tatum. Uh, I think Tatum, the reason I took Tatum, uh, losing Kyrie, who is both of us uh, like a lot, but he has the ball in his hands a whole lot. So does Kemba, but you also lose Al Horford, which then is going to give, in my opinion, is going to give um, Tatum a lot a lot of more chances to get the ball and score more. And I'll be honest, I think this was your worst pick of the picks that we made because exactly what you mentioned. You might have lost Kyrie, but you replaced Kyrie with Kemba, and that team should be a good team on paper. And so you're not going to have one guy be ball dominant on the offensive end. Not to mention they just paid Jalen Brown a ton of money. So they're going to be – he's going to be getting a substantial amount of minutes. Now, I personally like those two to play together. Um, and I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but he also had pretty gaudy numbers last year. So for him he, to win – He averaged 15 points, I think is what I saw. I think it was 18 it or was 17. It was 15 or 17, one of the yeah. two. 
But for him to improve upon his stats so much as to the fact that he would get most improved would mean he took a major step up. I'm seeing like 25 points a night, like, you know, all-star, all of that type of stuff. And it's just how, how often do you see an all-star get most improved player of the year? Not, not very often. But, hey, it's you your pick. You know who my close second was? Um, Bam Adebayo. No. I think that's a decent pick. Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson is I, a decent pick. I think Mitchell Robinson could have could have a really good year this year as well. I think the problem with Mitchell Robinson is he'll be underrated because they won't win many games, and he's a defensive-minded player. So kind of like Jared Allen, where Jared Allen wasn't really in the conversation last year. Now, obviously, Siakam ran away with that yeah. show. You know what I mean? Siakam played last night like he deserved that money, didn't he? Well, 38 or 35 and 18 or yeah. 38 played, and 15. I don't remember his exact two. stats, but – I just remember seeing it like, sheesh. For all those people out there who were saying he wasn't worth the money. I like Siakam. I, I think it was. Siakam. I think it was a lot of money. But you have to lock somebody in like that. You can't, let, you can't just continually let people walk. Correct. And this is the thing that I mentioned. Three things with that. Toronto, right? So you're not picking up major free agents nope. very often. You, you got lucky to get Marcus All. You've got him right now. You got lucky to get Kawhi. Keep people there when you can, right? You're not going to have Lowry there for much longer, so your goal is to get another guy in there with him. But sign Siakam, let him get better. Siakam is like the ultimate piece in a Nick Nurse system. And Tony mentioned this as well too, but the money was paid for what his future is, not for his current. So the guy won him their first NBA championship in franchise history. Give credit where credit is due. I've really, uh, thinking about it, the only free agent they've really gotten is Kyle Lowry. Yeah. If you can think about it, because Kawhi was a trade, Marcus Gasol was a trade, Siakam was drafted. They haven't picked up a good free agent. I really, I really no. can't ever think of one. And Masai Ujiri is a phenomenal – I think his title is GM. Is that right? I think so. But he, he's phenomenal at what he does. He was at Denver before, and he did a great job setting them up for success. I mean, you look at where they're at now. That was because a lot of the trades that he made – Um, And obviously, you've seen what he's done with Toronto when nobody expected them to win a championship. Now, convenient circumstances, you still got to go out and win that championship. So keep an eye on that team this year. Now, they didn't have their best showing last night, but I do think they'll compete to get home court advantage in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. So it'll be interesting to see. Now, my most improved player is kind of a unique one because my most improved player actually didn't play last year. I don't know if it's that unique because someone else had the same one. Well, that's why I say it's unique because him not playing last year. So I do like your pick, though. Improve upon it. This is the thing that worries me. So, first and foremost, my pick is DeJounte Murray of the San Antonio Spurs. My worry is Derek White is a phenomenal player, and I really, really like Derek White. Tony mentioned that last night. He said, does, does White take a lot of Murray's minutes because he played this summer with – pop in the USA team so what I think is potentially you can play them in tandem but I think Murray is overall the better player I worry that White might play end of game situations because pop does have a lot of confidence in him but we'll see how the season goes and uh, Popovich always has a way of bringing the best team mentality out of them so if they can win a lot of games with him coming back and make the playoffs when they're not really projected to make the playoffs, 
um, I, I think that will help his chances of winning the most improved player. So who's your rookie of the year? Rookie of the year, I'm going to go with the guy. You might have heard with him, best hair in basketball, Kobe White. Kind of knew that one was coming whenever I was getting yours. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a sleeper number two pick because this is the thing that blew me away. Go check out the blog. Shout out to Tony Hicks and Richard Gatewood for getting involved, right? Yeah. Tony, Tony and John are always on it with us. Yeah. So obviously you got to give Tony and John credit because yeah. I actually came into this when you all were already doing this, right? So mm -hmm. they're the godfathers of this type of deal, right? But – for Tony and Richard to take time to do this was very, very cool. Yes. And it's going to be a lot of fun beating them both. So I appreciate them competing. <laughs> um, now, my sleeper, number two. Anyways, I lost my train of thought. Nobody picked Zion. And it blew my mind. So check the blog out. See who our picks are. Um, I think all of us were concerned with the injuries yeah. of Zion. I mean, he's going to be out. If he stays out the full eight weeks, he's out until, uh, I think, two games before Christmas. And the thing that worries me is he had a knee injury in high school. He has a knee injury in college. He has a knee injury in the NBA. What what happens in his first year? I don't want to think about that, to be honest, because I want him to play healthy. I'm not saying that you do. You right. don't. I, it just, I really hope it doesn't happen. I, I don't want to see anybody injured. Like, I don't want to see my enemy injured, but – I so, think reality is what reality is. So who was your who was your sleeper rookie of the year? So my sleeper rookie of the year is Rui Hachimura. I could see that of Washington. I like Rui Hachimura. Rui is a phenomenal player, and I think Rui had a great showing in the FIBA World Championships for Japan. He played well in the summer league, I believe, too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah I like that kid a lot. But He's he impressed really me more good. in the World Championships because. Japan was not a team who was on anybody's radar. As much as you all could guess BJ's rookie of the year, you probably could have guessed mine too. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's my favorite rookie by far. Love this dude. John ja Morant. Yeah. It was actually one, two – oh, just two of us. There was two John ja Morants, two Kobe Whites, a Tyler Hero, and a Nikhil uh, Alexander-Walker. Which so, is a phenomenal pick because – It's the kid from Vitek? Yes. Yeah. And, and he's like also like related him. to Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And very impressive showing so far. So, sleeper pick of all sleeper picks. Yeah. If he does win, that could be a very interesting so one. So, my coach of the year uh, was Doc Rivers. I just think Doc Rivers is going to have a good season with this team. Not really going out on a limb with it. I just I think they're going to have the best team, and I think they're going to give them coach of the year. Yeah, and I think that is a solid pick. Um, mine came down to two individuals, and my two individuals to decide between were Mike Malone of the Denver Nuggets and Coach Budenholzer. What what's Coach Buden, Mike Budenholzer? Mike Budenholzer and of Mike and Mike Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, and I went with Mike Budenholzer. I think if Mike Bucks. Malone was going to win it last year was his year, and he didn't win it. Yeah. The fact that he came out of nowhere and won first. Like, to me, he was the coach of the year last year. In my opinion. I know Budenholzer won it, but the fact that Denver was nowhere near the discussion of winning the Western Conference. Yeah. I know they didn't do that well in the playoffs. No one expected Denver to make to win the Western Conference last year. I agree, and I do think there was an argument to be made. I think the reason why Budenholzer wins again this year, though, is because Giannis has came out and said essentially that if he is going to sign with Milwaukee, it's going to be because they're performing well. 
So if they underperform, that's going to limit his chances. And I think there will be a lot of pressure on Budenholzer to be successful and successful from day one. Now, the Eastern Conference is wide open for them. I mean, it, it's their conference to lose, to be honest. So Budenholzer is a front runner. This is how smart I am, man. I didn't even have Denver in the playoffs last year. Yeah. That that doesn't shock me, did I? Uh, yes, you actually you five and, seed. Uh, yeah, you had him, you were had him the highest at five. Yeah. So Tory, Tory Craig and Malik Beasley were two guys that I thought are just dogs. Those are two of my favorite players in the NBA, and uh, I, I love them. Now this year their roster got even better. Um, a lot of players moved around this year. I, I was very, I guess, happy with seeing a lot of players get an opportunity in some different markets. The team that I think I might have made the biggest mistake on is Portland. That roster this year, Portland, or last year, this year. I like Portland a lot. I, I think you saw that with where I put them. I like Portland a lot. Portland's roster is a phenomenal roster, man. And obviously Nurkic is hurt starting the season, but they've got a guy by the name of Hassan Whiteside who's getting paid twenty-seven million dollars yeah. as his backup or potentially future starter. I'll be honest, man. I was really close to putting Portland as the three seed. I think you could have. I like I I like Portland and like when I was getting everybody's picks sent to me, I was like, there's a lot of people sleeping on Portland, dude. So you waited to see what we picked and then made your picks. No, I, I already I already had a lot of my picks set, uh, but when I was getting your all's picks, I like the the what like what were we the projected order of finish. I was like, one of them I helped out because I was like. Man, I'm a little surprised you don't have this team on there. He's like, oh, dude, I totally forgot about them, and they added them. Oh, no. What are you doing, man? It was Richard. So. Okay, yeah, you can't help. Yeah, it, he totally forgot about Utah. Yeah. And like, Utah and everybody's is a – Utah's a playoff team, unless there's a major injury, which hopefully doesn't happen, knock on wood. Yeah. But he was like, oh, dude, I don't know how I forgot about them. <laughs> Utah's listed as high as second on our blog. Yeah, I didn't really agree. Tony has I don't agree second. with him being that high, but uh, I so. have him in third, so I don't think he's far off. So who's your who's your defensive player of the year? So defensive player of the year is probably one of my favorite awards too, because I'm a defensive minded individual, and unfortunately, how do you not give it to a guy by the name of Kawhi Leonard? So could be Anthony Davis. Could be a couple other players. I'm going to go with Kawhi Leonard. Final answer. My defensive player of the year was Paul George. I think Kawhi Leonard is going to take a lot of pressure off of his shoulders, no pun intended, with the <laughs> shoulder surgeries. And I think it's going to let Paul George be able to play free for the first time he has in a long time. Because I know a lot of people say, oh, well, he played free in Oklahoma City. I love Russell Westbrook, but he didn't really get to play free. I felt like he was playing under a lot of pressure because – he had to live up to an expectation to where people said that he could play, that people could play with Westbrook. And I felt like he kind of put himself in that mindset of, I have to prove everyone that I can play with him. I think he handles that situation well, too. And, and I did like watching them last year, even though some games got pretty stagnant. What I'm going to say is I do think the best, if I'm grading our picks, once again, John's got some picks on here that I'm like, man, so Rudy Gobert is going to be John's pick. And I – very well could see Rudy. I think this will be a three-peat, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, watch out for that. And then my six-man, along with everyone but Richard's six-man, uh, just to save the talk about it, is your boy Lou Will. Yeah. 
I mean, to pick against him, I think it's one of those things where it's like you pick you pick him until he proves to you that he's not that. Yeah, but the cool thing is Richard's player is another guy who is on that team, yeah. but I think he's actually a starter. I think he'll start this year, yeah, with yeah. the pieces that they lost. So that's why, you know, but but very good piece in uh, Montrez Harrell, Lo- local guy, obviously. Yeah. So be so, interesting to see. We'll just – We'll go into it a little bit, but not really. We'll just give our projected owners a finish. Um, or I tell you what, do you want to do that, or you just want to give who we who we thought was going to win? I'd say Eastern. let's just give a brief projection. I'm good with whatever. All right, so I had Eastern Conference Finals being Philadelphia over Milwaukee, although I had their spots switched in my final standings. I had um, Milwaukee finishing with a better record than Philadelphia, but I had Philadelphia beating them in the Eastern Conference Finals. I had the an all-L.A. final in the Western Conference, Clippers over the Lakers. Um, although, I'll be honest with you, I feel like the Lakers are probably still going to make another move. So that's why I couldn't not put them there. Yeah. Because I don't think their team right now is a championship contender. I don't, and I've said that before the season. I don't think with what they have outside of LeBron and Davis, they have enough pieces at Stone. If they don't get rid of Contavious Caldwell Pope, I'd be very surprised. That's a guy who's been underwhelming his entire career, had some good moments in Detroit. I genuinely thought he would be a great asset for this team. With having Danny Green, um, I don't know if you need him. I, mean, I saw a video of him the other day clear out a side of the court and then airball the three that he shot. Contavious? Yeah, it was in a preseason game. He cleared out the, the side, and then he – Dribbled in place like three or four times and then shot a three and airballed it. Yeah. That guy's awful. I wouldn't say he's awful. I just don't think he brings a lot to the table. And you've got some other pieces on that team who can do what he does. Um, I wish him nothing but success, but I think he's the piece that you need to upgrade. And then I had – so I had the Clippers beating the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. And then I had uh, obviously a Clippers-Philly championship with the Clippers winning the title. Now, this is where it worries me a little bit because I think a little bit of hometown bias might have been involved in these picks. I, honestly, because everyone's going to know what you're going to say. I, I, really don't don't, I really don't think that your pick is a bad pick because I think that that series that I just said, yeah. that series is going to be a fantastic series. I hope to see that series, and I hope it will be a great series. Now, what I'm worried about is when you look at teams who have run one recently, there's only one team that really – didn't have substantial amount of depth. In my opinion, those Warrior teams actually had some depth. Now, they weren't playing a ton of minutes, but your Jordan Bells and your Quinn Cooks and your Patrick McCaws and those guys who are coming in the bat, in, in the back end of the game, Festus Azili and all these other guys you can name were key additions. Now, who on the Sixers are you going to play past seven? You know what I mean? Moss, you're going to play Moss. But to give you my picks – for the Eastern Conference Finals, I've got Philadelphia and Milwaukee. And I've got Philadelphia beating the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, in the West, I've got the Clippers over Utah. These are tough because it all depends on what their playoff seeds lie. You know For what sure. I mean? So our pick of the playoffs dictate who we project in the finals of these conferences. So that makes it tough. So I've got the Clippers and Utah. And then the championship, I've got the Philadelphia 76ers beating the Los Angeles Clippers. So the other picks that uh, our people picked, obviously Tony picked the Lakers. Uh, John picked the Clippers. or Tony picked the Lakers over Philly. 
Sean picked the Clippers over Philly. Uh, Richard picked the Clippers over Milwaukee. Uh, and Tony picked the uh, Clippers, Clippers over, Philly. over Philly. So so we do have three people who have the Clippers and Philadelphia, and the fourth person has the, the Lakers and Philadelphia. Yeah, so we, we all at least feel like there's going to be an L.A. team in the finals. And it looks like. Philly is in a lot of them too, yeah. which worries me. So, just a couple of uh, people that commented on the actual page: Donnie Collins, MVP, Kawhi, Rookie of the Year, uh, Tyler Hero, Finals Clippers, Bucks, Winner of Clippers. Yeah. Uh, then I think this one's your buddy Adrian Harper. Yep. MVP Anthony Davis, uh, Rookie of the Year Ja Morant, Most Improved. This one's kind of interesting. Jalen Brown. I was very intrigued by that. I'd like to hear his take. Now, this is my buddy Adrian participated in a bunch of those NBA things that we did last year. Yeah. And he got two of them correct, which was the most out of anybody. So I was impressed to see that. Coach of the year, Brad Stevens, finals Lakers, Celtics, champs, Lakers. Yeah. Uh, I think you had a couple people comment on yours as well. I also need to disclose he is a LeBron fan. As am I, but I hate the Lakers, so. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I can't let this sneak past. I did sneak in the Kings. That's my eight seed. Good. I, I, you know what the problem was? I kept telling people I saw them as a seven or eight seed, and upon looking at all the teams in the West, I'm just like, how do I? Because I don't know if you noticed this, but I think I have Golden State at eight. Is that right? You had them at seven or eight. Seven or eight, and I've got San Antonio in there as well too. So, unfortunately, I couldn't put the Kings in there, but that Kings team is definitely a sleeper. And i got a few more comments on mine after you read yours. Good. I, I don't think I had any on mine. Oh. If I did, I told them to do it on the Beast Beef page, nice. I believe. So I had one that said, I'm not a Clippers fan, but I'm going with the Clippers to win it all. Uh, another one, MVP, Kawhi, most improved, Brandon Ingram. This is David Vincent that said this. Uh, Ingram is an interesting pick, too, yeah. by the way, because once again, his numbers got a little bit gaudy last year when LeBron was out. But from watching him in game one, that offense is going to run a lot through Ingram. So that, that's not a terrible pick. Uh, rookie of the Year, John Morant, says would be Zion if he was available from day one. Uh, coach of the Year, Quinn Snyder. Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert. Um, and six-man, Lou Williams. He has Philly over Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference. Clippers over Portland. So there's another Portland fan there. Yeah. And then uh, Clippers over Philly. Uh, Matt Talley has MVP LeBron, Most Improved Lonzo. Rookie of the Year, John Morant. Defensive Player of the Year, Joel Embiid, uh, six-man That one is Montrez a little Harrell. questionable there. Well, he's a Philly fan. So. I know he is. But. So he has East Philly, West Clippers. He doesn't have who he thinks is going to win, so I'm guessing he's going to take Philly. Sixers. Has yeah. to be. Embiid's going to have to average like four and a half blocks a game for him to win. One of them, I, th- I think there's a team, in my opinion, that I feel like is kind of getting slept on by a lot of you guys. Uh, let me make sure that you had how far you had them down. Um you had them you had them at the same spot I did, never mind. It was just the uh, – I guess it was really just kind of Tony and the Pacers. I think the Pacers could have a really good team this year. Yeah. I just think the East is wide open. And yeah. I, the surprising thing to me is in the East, there's always that battle for eight seed, right? And the eight seed is the most intriguing race to me in the playoffs. I do think um, Pacers – have a chance at getting home court advantage in the Eastern Conference. But 
we'll find out when it comes down the home stretch. Oladipo coming back and being healthy will be a huge help for them. Uh, he's already cleared for five and five, but to me, he's still a ways away from playing in an NBA game. Yeah, uh, I think that's all the ones I got. But yeah, I mean, a lot of the same teams. Uh, but it's weird. I feel like this is the most open the NBA been, the most open that the NBA has been in I don't know how long. Well, we've grown so accustomed to having a perennial favorite, whereas genuinely this year, I, I don't think there is a front runner for NBA champion. Like, I think you have to put last year's champion in the mix, Toronto. I think you have to put the previous champion of Golden State in the mix. Obviously, your two L.A. teams have to be in the conversation. I will be honest with you, man. I'm not putting – I almost – if what came out yesterday would have come out before I made my picks, I might not have put Golden State in the playoffs. With Clay Thompson? With with what Steve Kerr said, that Clay Thompson may not play at all this season. Yeah. If he doesn't play at all this season, I could honestly see them missing the playoffs. I think with them adding, surprisingly enough, Cauley Stein and having Marquise Chris behind them, I think those were two key additions. I, I was very surprised by them dropping McKinney. Um, I, I do think they will compete for an eight seed, but I think I had them at the eight or the That's seven. Somewhere around there, yeah. yeah. I had uh, one of our good buddies, I won't say his name on here to make him look silly, but one of them had the Golden State Warriors as a three seed. Yeah. You're going to tell me. You're going to tell me off here Crickets. Who, who who that was. but There's a guy by the name of Greg Belton. <laughs> Throwing him under <laughs> did the he bus. Have, did he have the T-Wolves in the playoffs? No. S surprising. Now, he did actually tell me that Carl Anthony Towns was the best fantasy player in the NBA. And I wanted to argue with him. And then all of a sudden we started looking it up, and he was he the is. favorite yeah. for many, he's many. Num he's number one in like pretty much all of them. Yeah. And LeBron was 13 on the yeah. one of the lists I looked at. Blew me away. Yeah. So I guess we, I guess it's power move time. TBD. That that'll be to be determined. So my power move, I'm going to take it back a little bit as well too, Let's because do it. I wanted to give credit where credit is due. And last week we touched on it a little bit actually with Tony, which was hilarious. But my power move was going to be Carson Edwards hitting eight threes in the third quarter. And you don't do that on a daily basis. So, obviously, he did against a team who I kind of like a little bit, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, also, simultaneous power move was going to be the Taco Fall signing, where he signed that two-way contract. I'm a big Taco Fall fan. I like to see him. Hopefully, he's the next Boban Marjanovic. Bobo, baby. And hopefully, he starts knocking down threes. I'm loving, I'm loving the Bobo and, and – uh... Luca, Luca stuff, man, it's yeah. great. I, I'm actually a little bit on the opposite side of that because the original was Bobby and Toby. Bobby and Toby, yeah. and to me, Bobby and Toby will always be what it is. Yeah. Now, it was a close replacement with Bobby and Yoki, with Jokic in the Serbia team. Luca's just not cutting it for me. You know what I'm saying, like. Luca's already got enough pub around him. He doesn't need this. <laughs> but I'm going to add a modern power move as well, too. And you probably know where I'm going. I'm going to have to give a shout-out to my boy Danny Green, former UNC Tar Heel, one of my all-time favorite Tar Heels, close behind Dexter Strickland. But he breaks records. 
That's what the man does. I literally saw this like right before we started recording. I didn't know you were going to mention this, but I saw this, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And you gave it the old eyebrow shrug. Because I, I can't believe they keep track of these things. First game with the Los Angeles Lakers, breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar records because he already has enough records that he holds, dropping 28 points in his opening night game with the Los Angeles record. Shout out to my boy Danny Green. All right. So I got two of them. Drop them. One of them um, is Bill Belichick. I don't know if you watched our game on Monday. Yes, I did. And we were beating. Did you call that a game? The, Was that what you mentioned? I don't. Yeah, if you watched our practice on Monday, I'm still seeing ghosts from it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I can't believe what he, team was Sam? I Darnold can't believe he said that on TV. Did you see that? Sam Darnold was mic'd up. Oh. And they show him on the sideline. He's sitting by himself, and he's just staring off in the distance, and he's like, I'm seeing ghosts. (laughs) Straight up, dude. It was everywhere all over. Like, what is this dude doing? Yeah. But uh, there was a a play in the late in the fourth quarter. I think we're up 27-0 or it might have been – or it might have been 26-0 or it was already 33, one of the two. And the Patriots were punting it. And the Patriots were taking a penalty on purpose to back them up more to be able to punt it. Right. So <laughs> they take the delay of game on purpose. And what's his name? Gase, Adam Gase for yep. the Jets, declines it. So, <laughs> Which is hilarious. So Bill Belichick, being Bill Belichick, tells Brandon Bolden to false start on purpose. <laughs> false starts on purpose. And he declines it again. And they show Bill Belichick. And he just kind of gives that smirk. He's just like, but the I best, could score again if I wanted to, but I'm not going to. The best thing about it is that the clock was running that entire time. So he <laughs> even said after, it's a loophole that's open currently, and it needs to be closed. It's open. I'm going to take advantage of it. But my that's one of my power moves is Bill Belichick because of the smirk. I just I thought it was hilarious. It's a good one. My other, my other one. So Now, uh, you mentioned Bobby Kraft in there. You know, beat the case, Bobby Kraft, I'd give you even more credit. (laughs) Uh, My other power move um, goes to the Liberty Flames. And you may think, why is Liberty getting a power move? Yeah. All right, so recently Rutgers fired their head coach. In doing so, they now owe their head coach $2.3 million in a buyout. Woo! So Rutgers right now, you think with – they paid UMass $1.3 million, Okay. That's their only win so far. They paid UMass 1.3? To play them. They paid Liberty $1 million. Dr. Evil. So if you add that up, what's that add up to? 2.3. Which is the amount of the buyout for their coach. Right. But guess what? What? Liberty's a seven-point favorite in this game. (laughs) So... (laughs) Liberty is a seven-point favorite in a game that they were paid a million dollars to play. Wow. So, shout-out to the Liberty Flames. I'm giving them my power move this week, along with Bill Belichick. Now, while you give them the power move, let's get a bonus lock of the weekend. Do they cover that spread? Yes. Yeah. I could very well see it. That Rutgers is awful. Is not very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'll, I'll say one of my uh, – I got three of them. Actually, no, I'm I'm crossing that one off because I already mentioned it. Um, the two, uh, the other ones that I have, I'm pretty passionate about. What your beefs? Yeah. 
My first one, um, I know you're not a, a big baseball fan, but I'm sure you saw some of the highlights of uh, what these Yankees fans were doing to the Astro fans. Sure didn't. You didn't see clips of them throwing beers on people that were going to the bathroom or throwing beers on people that were leaving the game that were Astros fans? I did or, not, but being a Philadelphia fan, that's not startling to me personally. Yeah, so my beef is with the Yankees fans being jerks. The good because news is they probably killed. have bad enough aim to where they missed them, right? No. The guy was peeing in a urinal, and the guy just threw a beer at the back of his head. That's not cool. Why no. would Why would you race, waste a beverage? There's, I don't know. There's people in other countries who would walk miles to get that beverage. Now, I do think where he threw that beverage, where the gentleman was urinating, is probably where that beverage goes. don't want to offend any listeners, but that, that beverage is not – a good beverage, but probably shouldn't throw it at people. No? Yeah. So what you got? How many, how many beefs you got? I got a single beef. All right, let's see what you got. I also do want to notate, if you recall, a recent beef of mine was coughing in public. Mm-hmm. Now, let me just tell you, I think there might have been people around me who had heard that being my beef, and they are now hacking. They're not coughing. They're hacking notoriously around me which is making me very very sensitive and so <laughs> i'm doubling down and i'm going with a similar beef but yet a different beef and i'm going with people blatantly picking their nose in public okay so first and foremost i think we all get a good dig in on occasion you know what i mean that, yeah. that's how i'm gonna word it you got some gold in the mind you gotta you gotta dig down and, and bear that bad boy out of there right but hey when you're in public don't give it the old, oh, I'm going to thumb it. You know what I'm saying? We know that move. We know what's going on there. Don't give us the old wipe it under the table. Don't give us the old pinky trick. Don't give us any of those tricks. We're all grown adults. We all know the secrets to picking their nose. And this was brought up because I went into Sprint the other day, and this guy is sitting face-to-face with me, probably a lot closer than what I would have liked, probably two foot right and the guy reaches up and gets a good dig in there like oh man you know the digs where your nostril is inflamed because your finger is going through your brain yeah gets a good dig and proceeds to wipe it on his pants and then write me a card so my beef is going to be people blatantly picking their nose in public that's disgusting I think it is very gross as well, too. So please don't hack around me and don't pick your nose, and I'll be cordial. All right, so my other beef, you can probably guess what this one is with what happened this past weekend. 80-20. I don't know what that means. Uh, It's a grade of ground beef, sorry. No. No. Um, So Louisville had a football game this past weekend. I recall. And who did they play? Clemson. They played Clemson. And there was a play in the third quarter where Clemson was, um, I believe they were were receiving the ball. Yeah, they were receiving the ball. And um, it was actually coming towards the end zone that I sit in. And there was a Louisville player kind of bumping back and forth with the guy that was blocking him. And the Clemson player, Andrew Booth, uh, the person that was going against him was Trinell Troutman. Andrew Booth decides that he is going to get very upset for no reason. 
and then body slam Trinell Troutman, grab him by his face mask, and start punching him. Mm. He got in his feelings. Yeah. So, my beef this week is with Andrew Booth. Was that the one who Dabo made walk home? He not, didn't make him walk, walk home, home but, but you know what I'm saying. I'm not a big fan of Dabo. I don't think that's really I, – I don't, I don't, some people may know that, some people may not. I'm not really a big fan of Dabo. I think a lot of what Dabo does is for show. But I will give Dabo credit on this part. Yeah. Dabo kicked this kid out of the game before the refs even said anything. So, the, he brought the kid over to the – he was – he met him at the hash mark and was in his face and then pointed at the locker room and told him to just go. Oh. And then the referee said uh, number 23 is disqualified, but he, had, he was already in the locker room. Yeah. So I'll give him credit on that. But I don't – I'm not telling him to bash the kid, but stop it with the this is such – he's a good kid. That's not his character. Like, why can't you just say, hey, he made a mistake. Yeah. We're going to work on not letting this happen again. Not the, he's a great kid, all this stuff. I'm, I'm tired of hearing that. Sometimes it's true. It, it, and it, it probably is true. The kid probably did make a mistake. But why don't you, hey, you know what? He made a mistake. We're going we're gonna to let him, he's going to own up to it. Right. I did like the part that he made him ride the bus home with the managers instead of flying home with the team. That was very comical to me. And uh, I just stop with the good kid stuff, man. The kid yeah. made a mistake. Hey, he made a mistake. We're gonna work on not let make let not letting that happen again. What I mean, so your beef is somebody making a mistake and them covering that mistake. Well, by no, because here's the thing, person. man. I, Clemson as a whole has perturbed me for a long time, and this yeah. what they did in this game. Clemson as a whole, I know I said Andrew Booth was my beef, but honestly, Clemson as a whole is my beef, and it's not because they're good. They are really good. They're the best team in the ACC. It's not close. It's not because of that. Yeah. Is it uh, this may I may be wrong, but it is a is it a rule or is it an unwritten rule that the band doesn't play when the offense or when the game is going on? I typically I was, am on the side of you know you don't do that. I was always under that impression. Yeah. Clemson did that on multiple occasions when Louisville had the ball. Yeah, and it at was at your stadium. At our stadium. Yeah, their fans. Did they have a bigger band than EKU? Oh, yeah, yeah, they did, they did. <laughs> EKU um, had 12 members of the band there that day. Yeah. Um, their fans are very arrogant on, on social media. Yeah. Very, very arrogant. They're annoying. Sometimes rightfully so, but still. Um, I, I don't know, man. It, their players getting away with, uh, with the uh, steroid stuff a couple – was it last year or the year before? And Dabo just saying, oh, well, we maybe think it was like a faulty drug. Like, Stop, dude. Your kids were on – own up to it. The juice. Yeah. And you got the year – what was it, 2016, Ben Bolware uh, being dirty the entire Louisville game. I just – I'm tired of their stuff and then no one saying anything about it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pile one more thing on there. You do know, it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say they got the worst colors in all college athletics. You're going to tell me that your team is – Orange and purple. I'm trying to think of someone that has worse. You can't. No. Orange and purple. That's what you're going to do. You can you can take it, Clemson. Stay orange and purple because we yeah. don't like you. Yeah. You bunch of no gooders. Yeah. Who's so? Who has the best? Not excluding your, excluding your own team. No, it's Carolina. You have far. to exclude your own team. All right, then the Citadel. What? No. Why? Why don't you say Rhode Island? Well, I could have. Yeah. I mean, I'm honestly. I'm a big fan of the 
uh, Ole Miss with the kind of lighter blue helmets. Love those helmets with the with the red lighter Ole Miss. Lighter blue, they like have the, the navy. It they so they have the dark navy which they wore this past weekend. Yeah, and then they have Royal. the blue that's kind of like that with yeah. the red lettering. Oh, that's so yeah. nasty. You know who I'm gonna take? Now it's also kind of a bias pick, but I'm gonna take Hawaii. Why is Hawaii a bias pick? Well, because it's kind of Eagles colors a little bit too. Like black and dark green. I just like that. I also like uh, Pittsburgh's. The new, the, since they brought back the old Pittsburgh. Navy and gold? The yellow. Mm. I like yellow that. Yellow and royal. Yes, I, I like that going. better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's some good ones. So, like, the where the purple works is ECU, right? I mean, I don't. Purple purple and yellow. Yeah. I yeah. don't think that's bad because of the logo. Like, the logo makes. Well, it. LSU. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the LSU. I mean, it is kind of the retro logo is coming back in style. Yeah. Um, who else is? Yeah. I mean, Boise State is unique. I also think of Bishop Gorman when I see Boise State. Um, there's some good ones. Also, one last question before we get off here. Yeah. Where is your – and this obviously excludes your favorite team because you haven't been to a game there. Where is your dream place to watch a college basketball game that you haven't been to? Um, I was talking about this with a couple people the other day. Yeah. You know, obviously this is a tough thing. Once again, even though I'm not allowed to pick my team, there might be some bias involved. So probably I'm going to have to say the Carrier Dome. Carrier Dome was up there for me. Mine was the Fog Island. Yeah. I'd like to go see a game there. Uh, Hinkle's up there for me as well. Yeah. Um, I've been to Hinkle, but I've never seen a game at Hinkle. Carrier Dome was – I think Carrier Dome was third or fourth. But I also, I also said Cameron yeah. just because of – it's Cameron. Tony was hyping up Florida State pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that that one to me was never on the radar. But based on what he said, that that's one you got to consider. I'd love to start going to games like that, man, just going to away games. Yeah. And, you know, checking out other arenas. I'd love to have enough money to do that. For sure. I mean, not, <laughs> I'm not saying, like, go to multiple ones in one season. Of course. But maybe, like, pick one a year or something and go to it. Yeah. I think that would be pretty cool. I, yeah. I mean, I'd love to try to go to the Dean Dome at some point soon. I'm a unique individual where I love watching the game at home in yeah. my spot. Like, you know how – That's not unique now. That's why That's why attendance numbers are so far down because so many people are agree with you 100%. Well, that's also – I promised I wasn't going to do it, but the Sunday night football game, so I'm not going to say what that game was, but broke records for viewing in the last – Well, month. I'm surprised that you knew it because you didn't even know your team was playing in it. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna bust your head on that one. Well, you can, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell the story. So please. last week we were talking about uh, maybe doing a, the episode on Friday. Yeah. That we didn't end up doing, but we were. I still have it written down yeah. here, by the way, on the bottom. I marked it out. <laughs> but he, he was like, "So is there just like no Sunday night game this week?" Yeah. And I was like, uh, "Hey, buddy." Yeah, buddy. You guys play the Cowboys. He was like, "Oh, wow." And I was like. Well, I'll, so I give BJ a lot of crap, but I understand where he's coming from on this. He knew they played the Cowboys. Yeah. But when you have a favorite team on ESPN, it automatically puts your team at the top. Yeah. So when you're scrolling down, you're used to seeing Sunday night football, then Monday night football at the bottom. So he just didn't see a Sunday night football game. And I was like, yeah, bro, it's you all. Well, in defense, too, it's like you said, it is up top. And typically Thursday at some point I'll make my fantasy picks. And so Thursday is when I go look what time our game is. So I typically know in advance who we're playing. Yeah. But I'm going to get 
my schedule set up for when I'm going to watch it on there. And so I see it up at the top, you know, on Wednesday or Tuesday, I guess I was doing my research last week on a Tuesday mm-hmm. and I see it up at the very top and I go, Oh, it must be at 1 PM. And I'm looking down and the last game I see is 425, And I go, something's not right. Sunday yeah. night game? But I'm just glad I got the clarity before we actually went and did it on air. Cause yeah. that would have been a roast fest. <laughs> that would have been terrible. Uh, but, guys, that's really all we got today. Uh, it's so funny how we can come into these things with really nothing. The episode a couple of weeks ago was called On the Fly. Yeah. And it was because we were supposed to have Tony, and I told somebody that we were going to have him on, and I texted him. I was like, hey, we're not going to have – he's like, man, how are you all going to do a show? I was like, we'll, we'll be fine. Oh. He, and he was like, man, you should call that episode On the Fly then because you are literally coming. I was like, I'll call it that just because you said that. So yeah. I gave Eric Deacon the credit for that one. Shout out to Deacon. Off yeah. the cuff would have been a fun one as well, too. Off the cuff, yeah. yeah. But th- this one, we, we knew coming into it what we were going to talk yeah. about. Just obviously you never know how long it's going to go. So I'm glad we could give some good content to the listeners. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Appreciate, I want to say again, too, appreciate everybody getting involved. Yeah. To, to me, my favorite thing of this run that we have is, first of all, i got to give you more credit because you're the one who originated all of this, right? But to me, my favorite part of this is – you know, I'm a guy who likes to put my opinion out there. Yeah. And I like to quote unquote bet, but not financial bets. Yeah. So <laughs> to compete with other people and put my opinion out there against other people's opinion, man, that's my favorite thing to do. So thank you to all the listeners who have some fun with us because I genuinely enjoy kicking most of your all's rear ends on a regular <laughs> basis. But on the occasion that you do beat me, listen, you got to let me know. I'm, I'm very happy to listen to that because I'll dish it out on the opposite end as well too. <laughs> but, guys, keep liking, keep sharing. As we said before, uh, we dedicate this episode to the to the Shaney family as well as uh, the Gatewood family. Uh, you guys are in our thoughts and prayers, um, and hopefully, hopefully, you guys will get to hear this, and both of you guys will be guests on the show again soon. Yeah, hopefully, it puts a smile on their face in a time that peace will come to their family, and uh, we appreciate everything both of those guys have done for the podcast and yeah. us in general. For sure. So, guys, keep liking, keep sharing, uh, keep getting used to this weird weather that's changing every day. Hopefully the uh, weatherman changes his forecast for Saturday because I'm not looking forward to rain all day. No. Uh, Also, dude, shout out to Chuck E. Cheese with that new thing you said you already knew, the all play for an hour. That's legit. Yeah. It was fun. But this is a crazy thing. If you do break it down, sometimes it's actually more advantageous to buy it by the points instead of the hour i don't know how many points is each each game is right so i you know me i'm very analytical of financial things so first of all i want to tell everybody what i told you if you are going to chuck e cheese go online to chuckycheese.com and print those coupons out because i do think that saves you some money and everybody loves saving a little bit of money yeah. right but it, it is a thing where you can break down. And but you, I mean, you got to see my my nieces and nephews with all their candy. Oh, they were having a blast, man. And my my niece, <laughs> she got a she got one of those lollipops, and she was like, uh, "I want the actually nope, just give me the rest of it in Airheads." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> Lots of Airheads for. She days. had like six Airheads, I think, and a big sucker. Now, when we were walking outside, she said that they named that candy after you. I didn't know what that meant fully, but it She's was. She's got jokes, dude. She brings the heat. It's very clever. Yeah. 
they also dressed up in their costumes, as I'm sure you noticed. Yeah. Because they got 50 extra tickets. Okay, so I wonder so what that was. They were about the they were about the deals too, bro. Yeah. So they looked up some deals. They got 50 extra tickets because they dressed up in costume. I'm very impressed with that. I was in costume, but they the person had no idea who Matt Patricia was. Oh, so I did not man. get my 50 extra tickets. That's baloney. And yeah. I think you were very much looking like Matt Patricia. Right. Now, let me ask you this. Did you do the Chucky dance with him when he makes it rain with the tickets? No, I did not. It's disappointing, you know. But I did, you know, see, this is even more. You put the pencil in the hat, which no one at home can see this, but it's definitely Matt Patricia. It's Patricia. For sure. Yeah, DJ Khaled mixed with Matt Patricia. No, I don't look like DJ Khaled with the hair anymore, dude. No, I, by you the don't. way, I think it's time to cut it. What do you think? I, I think it's good whenever you are i was ready two months ago i didn't think i didn't feel like it was long enough and i told you i'm a man of my word when i make a bet i want the bet to to go all the way through because when you lose yeah you got to go all the way through with whatever we do on that one so i wanted to make sure that this was good for your terms because the thing is man when i push my hair back yeah it's definitely there you got to think all this is going to be gone. Oh, the curls in the back are what's going to make it. Oh, to yeah. To me, the curly mullet, oh, man. It's going to be – I'm like an A.C. Slater, dude. I'm very excited about it. Now, yeah. I, I do want it to happen uh, before it gets toboggan weather, so, like, it's out there loud and proud on occasion. Well, here's the thing, man. I can't wear a hat at work. Yeah. So, oh, except for on Fridays. So, I'm going to have a mullet at work every day but Friday. Classic. <laughs> Now, so, you're going to have a lot of jealous co-workers, so I'm sorry to all your co-workers. They no. already know, because all, they all wondered why I was growing my hair out from the beginning. Right. And then I had to tell them, and they're like, you lost the bet? Yeah. And I was like, maybe you should listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please do. Thanks for being a friend. Yeah. You didn't even know that I lost the bet. Yeah. You but, have a uh, partner on your podcast? Yeah. Well, hey. Obviously, you've listened to a couple of episodes. Yeah, so, <laughs> guys, keep liking, keep sharing. Hopefully, you enjoyed this episode because uh, we always enjoy doing them. So, um, as always, beef out. Peace.